PH presents Movies That Matter. What's up, everybody? It's me, it's me, it's the J-A-T-double-D. As always, I'm here with my co-host. Superstar James Starring, the guy that makes the ladies scream until they cream. Dreaming of the creaming. Legendary creaming. We are back, and um, we took a week off, and honestly, I don't even feel bad about it because we told you guys, you know, 2021 is a new year. We're going to do what we got to do, man. You may get an episode every Monday. You may get an episode once a month. We may take six months off and come back with the best fucking episode you ever heard. It just, It is what it is. And there's nothing anybody can do about it, really. Do shit about it, dude. Nope. And I mean, I mean, after watching this movie, I'm ready to throw knives at everybody. Yeah, I, uh, golly, uh, I'll throw knives right now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we had, we uh, I don't I don't even know why we took a week off, but we were busy. I mean, I had my swim test. Yeah, how'd that go? Well, if you know anything about me, which I assume the the only people listening to this know me pretty well, but um, the swim test is always a big deal for me. And this is like my 11th one. I think I've never failed one, but I always like freak out about it. I mean, I can swim, but this isn't like a standard swim. And uh, if you're not a great swimmer, it can be difficult. And when I woke up to do it, it was 58 degrees outside. Because <laughs> at 8 in the morning. And I'm on night shift right now. So, like, doubly terrible. But So, anyways, I get there. It's freezing. I'm like, this is going to fucking suck. Because, like, the pool's outside. And I jump, like, as soon as I get there, I have, like, high anxiety, man. I'm freaking out. And, like, I can't even get my, my like, suited up. Like, I'm freaking out so bad. And, like. I don't know how to put my fucking boots on and uh, I finally get it together. And then I, I jump in the water and like, dude, I don't know how many times you jumped in really cold water, but instantly you're like all the breath leaves your body. Yeah. Immediately. So like I jump in, I don't have a breath. So I, I like, I'm backstroking. I'm trying to calm down and like catch my breath back. So I'm like just floating kind of doing the backstroke, chilling, get my breath back. I'm doing pretty well. And then, like, once I get in the water, it's like, you know, it, your body kind of gets used to it, I guess. But, um, so I'm swimming, I'm doing the backstroke, and, like, they're watching me. And as I'm doing the backstroke, when I throw my hands backwards, I can feel the ladder, like, to get out of the pool, because I'm right next to the wall. So I don't know if it was, like, instinct or what, I didn't even really need it. But I just grab that ladder and, like, use it to push to like push myself like half the pool basically <laughs> and, uh, the kid like freaked out and uh then like i when i got down to the shallow end i was basically just like keeping my foot on the bottom kid freaked out but um so like after you're done with the swim you have to swim over to a raft and like climb inside of it and i did that I'm chilling in the raft and the kid just go like in front of everybody just goes, well, you made it, but let's hope uh, if your plane crashes and you have to swim, there's a wall around to help you. <laughs> and I just go, ah, plane has walls though. Doesn't it? <laughs> what did that kid say? 
he just shook his head. He's the maddest kid I've ever seen. I mean, this kid's probably 22 years old. No shit. He didn't realize that you were conserving your energy so you could have full energy just in case your plane does crash. Yeah, listen, I'll just be honest about this swim test that I do. So I, I fly on an airplane. It's not a helicopter. So, like, there, I'm going to be in two kind of crashes. It's going to be a crash that's, like, so bad that, like, no one survives it. Or it's going to be a crash where, like, the pilots are able to, like, basically land it in the water. And then we'll, we'll be able to get out and blow the raft up and get in the raft before the plane even goes under. Yeah. So as far as me having to swim 75 yards away from, like, burning wreckage, I don't think that's going to happen. And if it does, I mean, I'm dead. It's over. And I've already, yeah. I've already come to grips with that. Yeah, it'll be fine. I mean, helicopters are a different story. Yeah, helicopters. Because, like, when you crash in a helicopter, even if you're alive, there's going to be shit everywhere. Yeah. Um, Planes, but... I mean, I feel like you do – yeah. It's one or one or the other. You either blow up or you're – you land, do do the water landing, and then you're fine. Yeah, usually they don't care, but, um, you know, usually they're not assholes about it. But I think they were upset. I mean, I was supposed to do this like four months ago. So I, they were <laughs> upset that they had to come do it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm a COVID survivor, man. I've been going through a lot of shit. Yeah, I mean, you just passed a swim test after COVID, so, like, yeah. your, your lungs are perfect. It's amazing that I was able to breathe. And I went straight to the gym after the swim, and I was doing cardio, and I literally thought I was going to die if my lungs were burning so bad. <laughs> yeah, I know what it's like to be a COVID survivor. So it's it's a different world, you know. You look at the world a different way. You do, man. So it's been crazy, but um, we're back. Oh, so I wanted to tell you this. It was hilarious. Um, <laughs> so last night I went out for that fight. Yeah. The UFC, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier. And I bet on Poirier big. Uh, I just had a feeling that he's going to win. Um, and like everyone at the bar, you know, it was like Conor, blowing Conor. Dude. They're doing the chants and like all that shit. Dude, people love Conor. So, I don't like Conor. Well, I mean, I don't mind him. I just thought he was going to lose. But like, so. Dustin knocks him out. I, I'm freaking out. I'm happy. I won a lot of money. And then, like, uh, you know, I'm celebrating. I'm having a good time. And then I go to get an Uber. And, I mean, for those of you who don't know my Uber history, I've had some bad experiences. <laughs> and I look while I'm waiting for the Uber. I look at my thing, and my rating says 4.79. I feel like it's super low. Like, you don't ever see a rating that low. Mine's like 4.99. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so, oh, dude, that can't look good. And then, so, as I'm thinking about this, so my map, I don't know if it's where I was at, but my map isn't loading all the way. And it's, I'm afraid he's not going to see me. So, I'm like, listen, this is where I'm at exactly. My map's not loading. So, this black car pulls up, and he yells at me, and I go, buck and he goes yeah and like motions me over so i go in i was like sorry man my map wasn't loaded i'm in there and then i'm like halfway down the road and my phone's blowing up like your uber has arrived your uber has arrived your uber has arrived. <laughs> and i was like what the fuck and then the uber is calling me like it says uber and i was like oh shit dude i got in the wrong uber <laughs> and uh so like i have to tell this dude who barely speaks english man I'm like, hey, dude, uh, I think I got in the wrong Uber, man. Uber's calling me right now. 
And uh, he's like, oh, like you can tell he's so upset, dude. He's like, are you going to the W Hotel? I was like, no, nah, bro. I was like, I'm in the wrong Uber. I was like, I'm sorry, dude. So I, I picked he up. He not ask you your name? So he, he yelled something at me, and I go, for Buck? And then he, like, motioned me over. So I think we just didn't understand each other. He probably barely speaks English. Yeah. And then, um, so, yeah, he's driving me back, and I call the other Uber, and he's like, I'm here at Walgreens. I was like, yeah, I'll be there in a minute. So this Uber drops me off. I get in this other Uber, dude. It's like this ghetto-ass, like, Crown Vic, dude-looking thing. And I get in, and, like, this hood dude is like, uh, I was like, sorry about that, man. I got in the wrong Uber. And he's like, no worries. He's like, goddamn Walgreens closed. <laughs> I was like, what? He goes, I was going to go to Walgreens. I was waiting for you and, and get some cereal. They're closed. <laughs> That's bad. Ask what kind of cereal. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't ask him. How do you not ask him? So I can't imagine that my rating went up last night. No. All right. So first of all, when you order an Uber, it tells you every detail down to the license plate of the car. This is true. It did tell me the license plate, but honestly, that's not something I was paying attention to. Yeah. I mean, when I get Ubers or Lyfts, I immediately look at the license plate, compare it to my phone, and then open the door, and I go, are you here for James? They're like, yes. I look at, it says, like, the, the make and the color. And then, you know, I don't even know shit about cars, so a lot of makes I don't even fucking know. What was the first car you got into? What a kind Lincoln. of car? It's a Lincoln something, but it's black. So you got into a town car instead of a Crown Vic? No, this was like a fucking, like a Suburban, whatever Lincoln Suburban is. Oh. Like, I know that's, I know Suburban Chevy, but that's what I'm saying, like the kind of car. Yeah, so you got in a Navigator. Yeah. It was so really you got in an SUV when your picture had a car. I didn't look at the picture, but so I mean, I'm waiting out there, and like it's a, it's like a where that place was. It's all like a one way street. Like there's not tra- traffic. So yeah. like that's my Uber is what like less than a minute away, and I see one car driving. I'm like, and it's black. So I was like, oh shit. So I go. I'm walking towards him, and he rolls his window, and I yell something. And I go, Buck, and then he's like, he he just motions. So like, I don't know, dude. I just got in. <laughs> You're goddamn awful at Ubers. You remember you spilled a cup of ice? I was like, don't be fucking around oh, with that drink yeah. in here. And then you were like, fuck you. And then you immediately spilled it in my Uber. That one time. Yeah. I remember that. You I'm, were like, dude, don't bring that drink into the Uber. And I was like, dude, I'm a fucking adult, man. And then you <laughs> spilled it everywhere. Immediately spilled it everywhere. <laughs> and just ruined my Uber. I was the maddest guy ever. Yeah, dude, I don't even know how I still have an Uber, to be honest with you. I, I think you need to switch to Lyft and just be done with Uber. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like last night I was with I was with a buddy, and he, when I got my Uber, he was like, I'm getting a Lyft. And I was like, why? And he was like, because you're getting an Uber. I figure that, like, they're not going to send two at one time. I'm and pretty I, sure they send two at one time. Yeah, I mean, a bunch of people are doing it. But so, like, he uh, – he gets a lift in like less than a minute and I'm out there waiting like 15 minutes, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It was awful. You got to be better. Got to be better at Uber for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm incredible at Uber, but I mean, I've used it in so many cities and everywhere. I've used it all over the country. Do you like all them cities? Yeah. I like all them cities. <laughs> Been to all of them. 
I flew on 18 planes in 2020. So that's a, that's a lot of planes for not, you know, doing it for a living. Like not working on the list of how many people flew on 18 planes this year. I know I had to been like up there for sure. I don't think a lot of people are traveling. No, I was on 18 different planes this year. It's crazy. But I guess last year, I guess it's 2021 now. Oh, yeah, it is. And yeah. this is actually our first uh, movie review of the year. It is our first movie you review yeah. of the year. And I, I was very excited to do this. You know, yeah. I mean, I saw it on Amazon Prime and I was like, the, I mean, we had other movies in mind. I think we actually halfway started like three other movies, but um, I know we promised everybody point break, but we had to put everything off to do this because honestly, I think it's one of our favorite movies ever made. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Um, it's by the way, it's the Expendables. You probably yep. know the title of this podcast, but um, 2010 just mega blockbuster hit. Um, but what I do want to start out with is that this movie comes out in 2010. Um, it was based off of a, a movie that a guy wrote in 2005, and Sloan kind of like redid it basically. But um. More importantly is, I would say, 2001-ish, 2002-ish, when, yeah. we, when we were in college. And, I like, Jamie talks a lot of shit and says a lot of crazy stuff. I can personally vouch that he basically came up with this concept. Yeah, I wrote this movie. Yeah. Which your movie was called Kill the Earth. Yeah. But the same fucking, like, Get all the badass action stars of all time. Well, I'll let you tell it because, I mean, you're the one who came up with the concept. But Yeah, basically, you get all the badass action stars, Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Van Damme, you know, every, anybody who's everybody, Lundgren, and they're mercenaries, and the, it was a trilogy. The first movie was recruiting, so they go all around the world, riding motorcycles and flying airplanes, recruiting all the badasses on the planet. The second movie was a four-hour movie where they built land bridges to all the continents, <laughs> from America to all the continents. All these guys built land bridges so they could ride their motor in a motorcycle gang to fight all the evil countries. In the I, don't world. Know, I don't know how well a movie about land bridges is going to go. It was just, it was, you know, the second movie was long and it was, but it made the third movie so much better. You can't watch the third one without the second one, you know? Yeah. Um, so they just, the whole movie's building land bridges. And the third one, they just ride across land bridges and murder all the bad guys of the world. Um, honestly, it created this movie. You know, the Coles were a big fan of that. Uh, even Gary Cole loved that. He was the most excited person in the world about that movie. Gary Cole was. So, what are the odds that, which also, by the way, you named everyone, you were also going to be in this movie. Yeah, I was going to be in this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, but, why would I not be in this movie? Yeah, I mean, obviously. But the, uh, like, what are the odds that this dude who wrote this original movie in 2005 just happened to, like, be in North Carolina or be in, uh, like fucking Lee University. I, he probably went to college with me. 
All right. I overheard you talking about it. Yeah, I mean, that's ha- that had to be it. Or he found the script, you know. Maybe he was drunk at a bar with us one night or... Oh, yeah, because you do have, like, extensive notes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have a screenplay. So that's what you that's what you did during class. Yeah. Wrestling quizzes. Yeah. Wrestling quizzes were when I was, you know, a little hand cramped and we needed to decide who was better at wrestling. For those of you Uh, who don't know, (laughs) when me and Jay were in college and we had classes together, we would be look. It looked like we were taking notes, like vigilant notes, but we were actually writing like 10 10 question tests for each other and then we would swap <laughs> about pro wrestling. This was before Google and shit. Yeah, this was before Google because I printed off in the library every single thing, every single card yeah. results to every single Nitro, Raw and pay-per-view. So we would just try to stump, stump each other with wrestling knowledge. My backpack didn't even have any books in it. It was just a, a thousand <laughs> sheets of paper. <laughs> Yeah, the librarians hated us. But, uh, yeah, was, uh, that's how we spent our time in college, just writing movies and wrestling quizzes. Yeah, I don't think I should have lost my scholarship because of that. I learned a lot. So, yeah. still bitter about that. Look what happened, dude. You built a franchise. Yeah, like a, a multi-billion dollar franchise for the greatest actors of all time. Yeah, this movie actually, like, I know it's based off of B-movies, but it's actually, like, a big-budget production. They made a shit ton of money. Yeah, it was incredible. And it's a legit franchise. Like, they did, th- they've done three, but I think there's two, like, in production right now. Yeah, they're, they're, they're supposed to be in production with four. But we can get in all that, man. We get, we're already, like, 20 minutes in this episode. We haven't even talked about the movie. But, <laughs> so, yeah, Expendables, I mean... Just unbelievable movie. Uh, like we talked about it, un- maybe the best cast put together of all time. Yeah, amazing. Um, like Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis, Dolph Lundgren, uh, Jason Statham, Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, Jet Li, Randy Jet Couture, Lee, Randy Couture, uh, Terry Crews, yeah, Cheeseburger Eddie, Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts is the main bad guy. He's awesome that- in this movie. That guy from Dexter. Yeah, that's all I could think of. I mean, we'll talk about him, but like, because yeah. I, I didn't watch Dexter before. This, so this is the first time I watched this movie where I've seen Dexter, basically. Yeah. And that's, that's all I could think of when I saw him. When I clicked on this movie in Amazon, again, this is, you know, typical me, uh, no big deal. You bought this movie 150 times. <laughs> I bought, I own two versions of this movie and it just said, watch again. <laughs> one, <laughs> one version was halfway through and paused and the other one said, watch again. <laughs> so I fell asleep to one and watched the other, uh, I guess. Yeah. So it's the greatest cast ever. And Stallone uh, wrote, directed, produced, and stars in this movie. So, I mean, is there anyone, I mean, and I mean there's no offense to anyone in the movie and no offense to The Rock, but is Stallone the greatest Hollywood character of all time? I mean, I think we've talked about it before, but I think he, I mean, obviously to us, he's the greatest thing that's ever happened to Hollywood. Yeah. And I mean, for him to be able to do everything, like I'm sure he was running the cameras. I'm like, 
think, I mean, Hollywood should be thanking him every day. Yeah. We wouldn't have great you films. Know, like he almost God. died making this movie, too. He got hurt. Yeah, he did. Times. But he, um, there's something, like, all, most Stallone movies are fucking unbelievable, but there's something really, really great about when he, like, writes and directs it. Yeah, it's incredible. Because he knows how to write for himself. Yeah, he, he's really good at writing for himself. I mean, the, the dialogue in this movie is just fucking... Unbelievable. The best I've ever heard. And, I mean, uh, so basically it starts out like any badass movie would, just a bunch of dudes on motorcycles, like, leaving for the job, man. They show this badass expendable logo, which I almost want to get tattooed on my body. Yeah, I want that ring. Yeah. Oh, that ring is incredible. I would would legit get that ring. Yeah, I'll also get that ring and start fucking knocking people out with it. Yeah, for sure. But so they're going on their first mission. Um, it's against uh, Somalian pirates, and it's on like a freighter, I guess. And uh, there, there are all these people who have kidnapped. I don't know the backstory. They don't really go in the backstory, but like the Somalian, they're, so they're making a video basically. Yeah, and basically at the time this was happening, you know, Stallone. What's so great about him is he always addresses like issues that are going on in the world that need to be dealt with. And basically his movies are just documentaries, real life films, you know, because all the pirating was happening off the coast of Somalia and the Gulfs there. And um, there was just a lot of issues. And there was a story about the Navy SEALs that came on board and like fired like 12 bullets and there were 12 headshots and that it was crazy. So, you know, he's addressing, you know, an issue in the world right now. Yeah. And the, they have a bunch of hostages, and they, they're making a hostage video. And the main Somalian pirate who's talking is incredible, dude. Like, he's – the way he's delivering his lines, he's blinking a million times. Yeah. And he's – the way he talks is fucking awesome. He's on a billion drugs. Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. Like, in real life. Yeah. And uh, he's like – the dialogue is hilarious because he's, he's talking about how they have these hostages, and he's like – you know, we've had these guys for three months. <laughs> and you guys won't send us money. <laughs> I think, like, that, bro, at what point do you have to let it go? Yeah, like you just murder the hostages and go grab another boat. Yeah, like right? he just won't stop. I mean, I wonder how many videos he's sent. <laughs> Hours of footage of this guy blinking, yeah. freaking the fuck out. Because when he like, goes, we've been waiting three months. I was like, God, that's a long time, dude. Three months he spent. Like, he needed that $3 million because he spent $3 million on drugs to stay on that boat for three months. Also, I mean, he's got to keep these hostages alive. I mean, three months, you have to feed them a little bit. And do you think they fished for their food, or do you think there was a lot of food? Do you think they just ate beans every night? Yeah. I, I mean, who knows? But it, it, I died laughing when he said three months. And then he's yeah. Like, he's like, <laughs> your, your company must not care about your people. I was like, no shit, it's been three Months, yeah. man. They don't give a fuck if we they've do. already moved on. They already hired new guys. <laughs> yeah, they have a new product. Those guys. Yeah, those they guys don't are... give a fuck, man. No, but so basically, he's about to chop this dude's head off, and all of a sudden, a bag drops out of nowhere, and you see all these fucking laser sights. Yeah, and, and everybody's freaking out. Yeah, and the guy's like, "No, nah, it's all good." And he's like, "You point at me or something like that." And we hear Stallone. He's like, "Here's the money." And the guy's like, how much is he? He's like, $3 million. He's like, no, fuck that. We want $5 million now. I mean, that's fair for having to wait three, three months. Three months, yeah. Like you said, he probably, they have $2 million in costs, probably. Yeah, at least. So that's a, I mean, that's not greedy. 
to be honest. For a pirate, that's not greedy. Yeah, I think if you look at it, I mean, when Statham said that was greedy, he might not have been looking at a big picture. Yeah, he was looking at it from his own perspective, and he just didn't realize what it takes to send three months of tapes to America from a boat. <laughs> yeah, just the postage alone, man. Yeah, I can't even imagine how many ravens it took. To... <laughs> I don't know how you mail things from a freighter. I don't even. I don't know how yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, you that boat had internet. There's no way, dude. Did you see that boat? Yeah. And, uh, no. uh, so it's hilarious, and then Stallone's negotiating, and then like one of my favorite parts of the whole fucking movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly, if you haven't seen this movie, go watch this. This first scene, you're automatically like, yeah, this is the best fucking movie I've ever seen. You need to watch this movie before you listen to the podcast. So stop oh, now, sure. watch the movie. For sure, dude. This is this movie's so good. And not just like Buck and Jamie good, but like this is a legit good movie. But yeah, like Planet Earth um, universe good. Yeah. So like Sloan's negotiating him and his pirate are yelling at each other. And you see uh Dolph Lundgren who plays Gunner. Yeah. So you see Gunner pacing back and forth, just pissed off, and he just goes, Warning shot. Yeah, <laughs> and grabs this huge gun and just literally blows that guy in half. The main guy, the main Somalian pirate, it blows the top half of his body off of his legs. That's a bummer way to end three months on a boat. <laughs> you know. Yeah, by the way, he also finally got paid. Yeah, he just got paid and then got blown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a long road. Uh, no pun intended, but. Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> I mean, it was so awesome, and then it goes back to Gunner, and he just goes, little low. Yep, little low. Like, I mean, I guess, you know, maybe he was meant to fire a bazooka through the side of the ship and warn him. And actually, I mean, when, when, he, blew when him. he yelled warning shot, I died laughing. Yeah. I was watching this movie at, like, 2 in the morning, and I almost woke my roommate up. I was laughing so hard. Yeah, your roommate should be in bed now. Yeah. He's not here, luckily. We don't have to hear his bitch-ass voice. Thank God, man. Last, uh, I was about to fly down there and knock his ass out last time. <laughs> so, like, as, <laughs> as soon as they blow him in half, dude, everyone just starts firing guns. And uh, they, like, cut the lights out. They all have night vision. They, they go down there. And then, like, everyone kind of calms down. Well, Gunner blows that dude's head off, too. Yeah, they're killing a bunch of people, but then like the the main pirate or the, I guess second command now, well, now he's in charge. I think it, honestly, I think it was a guy in the back, you know, like one of the cooks. He just stepped up. Yeah, he had to. He was leader at that point because they killed the top seventy five guys. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that that made Somalian pirate who was awesome. By the way, the way he dies, I, you got to rewind it and watch it. Over. You do, and it's literally the, the top half of his body just leaves his legs. Yeah, <laughs> and blows against the wall, yeah. and blood and guts go everywhere. I mean, the way people die in this movie is incredible. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so this guy who steps up, he's got a hostage with a knife. They're telling, and like as this guy's like screaming about what he's gonna do, like all the expendables are just having side conversation. Yeah, at one no. point, like Nathan gets a phone call. Yeah, he's somebody sending him a text, and everybody's just looking around like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't even know how you get service out there. Maybe they do have Wi-Fi. I don't know. Man, I think maybe they have internet phones, satellite phones, like that phone from Jurassic Park 2. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or Jurassic Park 3, I guess. Does that, 
that movie doesn't even exist. So whatever. But yeah, they're having like all these weird side conversations, and then um, basically Stallone and Statham at the same time start shooting and throwing knives and just kill this dude, and then they kill everybody. Yeah, they're mad. Statham's mad because he wants the four on the left. Oh yeah, he does say, and then he's like, "Why don't you just take the two on the right?" Yeah, just you take these two, and then Stallone pulls out his revolver, and he's immediately greatest shot of all time with a pistol. Yeah, so they've killed everybody, and then in another awesome scene, man, uh, Gunner's up top, and Stallone's like, "What the hell is he doing?" And Statham just goes hanging a pirate, and Stallone's <laughs> like, "No, nah, there's no fucking way, man, shut up." And then he's like, "Gunner, what are you doing?" He's like, "Hanging a pirate." <laughs> And he's dying laughing. Oh, <laughs> uh, that Gunner is awesome in this movie. Yeah, he's a great character. Dolph's uh, amazing overall. Yeah, and this was Dolph's first movie since like in like 15 years or something. Yeah, he didn't do any for a while. This is his first movie in the 2000s, I think, for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I saw when I was looking at notes and stuff on this, it was his first since like 95. But, um, he was awesome, and yeah, so he's, they're mad that he wants to hang his pirate, and, and Jet Li comes up there, and Jet Li just starts, like, no conversation, just starts beating the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. like, no questions asked, just kicks him in the face, uh, Gunner's upset, obviously, and uh, uh, Stallone comes up there and, like, calms him down, and they're like, you know, basically they kick him off the team. Yeah. He's like, uh, he's wild. I think he's on drugs. Yeah, I'm guessing pills to take away the pain. Yeah. his mind. So they tie him up. They get back on this airplane, which, like, Stallone owns the airplane in this movie. Yeah, he flies airplanes. It like it's a car. Yep, like it's no big deal. Yeah. And, like, I mean, all they do is drink beers on the airplane, too. Yeah, when they're flying back from the Somalian mission, he's got his feet up, he's smoking a cigar, and he's drinking a beer. And he's flying a plane across the Atlantic or whatever. Yeah, it's definitely across the Atlantic. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, just an unbelievable way to start a movie, dude. Yeah, that's just the first 10 minutes. Yeah, it's, and it's the best thing you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, they um, blow guys in half, blow guys' heads off, shoot everybody, drink beers on the airplane while flying. I mean, they're drunk flying, basically. I didn't. I don't even know that that's a thing. Like, how do you get pulled are, over for that? They also just killed like thirty Somalian pirates. Like, I'm, I'm not just kill them, but like devastated their bodies. Yeah. And, and what happens to the boat? They're flying back on this airplane. Like, they just like, like it's fucking Tuesday, dude. Like yeah. Randy Couture's reading a book. Yeah, he's reading a book, like educating himself. Yeah, everyone's drinking, hanging out. It's like no big deal. But I guess this is like their thousandth mission, probably. I mean, guys are back in the United States. And they live in a big city. We don't really know where. It's almost like San Diego or LA-ish. Yeah, it's uh, we're not sure where it is, but it's it, wherever they live is good enough for those guys. It's the baddest place ever, yeah. And they, yeah. Uh, Statham, um, whose name is Lloyd Christmas. <laughs> Lee Christmas. <laughs> Lloyd Christmas is from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, uh, but they might be brothers. They could be, yeah. I could see it. I see that it. Uh, I can see the resemblance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he he comes back and he's on his motorcycle, man. He goes to see his chick, and he gets to this chick's house. This chick is a banger, by the way. They're a total wood. 
and wood, absolute wood, wood after you. <laughs> <laughs> and she is like freaked out to see him. It's obvious that she has a dude in the house, um, but Statham has no idea. And it's obvious watching Statham with this girl that he basically like whenever he's in town or whenever he's available, he just kind of shows up at her house and they, mm-hmm. out, you know what I mean? And I think he thinks that like, that's what a relationship is. Well, he loves her. I can tell yeah. he loves her. Yeah. He cares about her a lot, but he's like, has no idea that that's weird. Yeah. He has no idea that it's weird that he's gone for two weeks, murdering people on a, in Somalia and then comes back for two days and wants to hang out and not talk about his work. Yeah. And so she's pissed that he's like basically not emotionally there for her. And that's why she's with this other guy. And then, so he leaves, but like before he leaves, he does this hilarious thing with the dude where like, he's like, I hate the sound of his, like he's talking to her on his motorcycle and the dude's up on the porch. Yeah. <laughs> like I hate the sound of his voice. He's like, he's not a good guy. He's like, tell him not to come down here. Yeah. And like, you this you dude, don't know if he's going to come down or not. This dude is douchey. And he's like, what do you say? Yeah, what well, do you say something about yeah, me? And like, I, I have in my notes, her new man is a giant pussy. Yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> yeah. He's terrible. But, uh, so yeah, he's, basically he comes home and his girl's with somebody else, so he's kind of like pissed off about it. We find uh, Stallone, who plays Barney Ross. And so Barney Ross is hanging out at Tools, which Tools is basically the, the greatest place that's ever been made. Yeah. It's half tattoo shop. It's half motorcycle shop. It's yeah, half bar. Yeah, half um, hangout pool hall, half um, knife fight exhibit. It's the only place that you can have all those halves. <laughs> Yeah, it's this the greatest place of all time. And yeah, like, I would be there every night. I would spend all my money there drinking. I would live in my car just to spend rent there. Dude, you should take your expertise in the in the service industry and make a a place called Tools. I should I should just open up a tattoo shop slash bar slash pool hall slash dart board place slash knife throwing place slash all those things. Well, I could do it in one day, probably. It's just another business. Yeah, dude. I'll go AWOL and just work there. I'm down. Uh, uh, you're a day <laughs> shift kind of guy, though, I believe. Yeah. Well, I want to be a tattoo artist. All right. Well, you can run the tattoo shop. All right. And our seats will be motorcycles. Yeah. Well, I was about to talk about that. That was <laughs> so, uh, Barney is waiting for Tool. Tool rolls up. Tool is played by Mickey Rourke. This is like this is in the era of like the comeback of Mickey Rourke, like after the wrestler. Um, I think he was filming Iron Man two at the same time. Yeah. Um, so this is like the comeback of Mickey Rourke. So he he rolls up. He's got like this chick who's like straight out of a Kid Rock music video. Like. Yep. Total bay, total wood. Maybe not after somebody else. Nah, wood immediately though. Yeah. Without, wood without thinking. Yeah. That. So you he, know, I, her name's probably Bonnie. Well, it's hilarious because they roll up and Barney, Barney's like, who's your friend? And he goes, uh, Mickey Roy just goes, this is my friend. Um, what's your name again, baby? Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, Cheyenne. And he goes, yeah, he goes oh, yeah, Cheyenne, Cherokee, Pawnee. 
Yeah. Naming all these Indian tribes. And it's hilarious. And he's like, he's like, go upstairs and give me a drink. And he slaps her on her ass. And um, he's like, man, she has a crush on me. And, <laughs> and Stallone just goes, yeah, like the last 50. Yeah. <laughs> the back and forth that Stallone wrote for this movie for all the characters is incredible. Yeah, all they do is break each other's balls. Yeah, so Stallone wants to finish his tattoo, and he literally sits on a motorcycle. Yeah, while he's getting a tattoo. Yeah, like he's riding it. That's how he sits to get his back tattooed up. Yeah, and he just landed a plane after murdering 30 pirates on a boat in Somalia. And now he just flies back home drinking beers and then lands and gets a tattoo. Yeah, he's like, man, I got to get this back tattoo finished. Yeah. Um, Which I'm, I don't, I mean, he did need to get it finished. Yeah. And he's like, uh, Sloan's basically like, man, we had to let Gunner go. It's terrible, you know? And uh, Tool, I, I take it that Tool is like, uh, he used to be one of the boys, but he's kind of retired now and he like sets up the jobs and shit. Um, yeah. Tool, I don't think, I think Tool, like, he just, I think he walked away and just does his thing and, you know, everybody respects him and loves him. He tells these stories that go nowhere, dude. They're hilarious, though. But he, uh, he's like, yeah, we had to let Gunner go, man. And Tool just goes, yeah, man, you remember that time we were in Nigeria just covered in mud and blood and everyone was shot to shit? And, no, know, that's after the, uh, that's after they go the second time. No, that's a different story. I wrote these stories is down it? because I thought they were so hilarious. Okay, word. The first story is a Nigeria one where he's like, oh, man, we we're all shot to shit. And he's like, I realized right then I didn't want to die like this. I don't want to die. I want to die, you know, in love. I want to die with a woman. I want to die for a woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all right. That's a badass story. I mean, yeah. All Stallone said, though, was we had to let Gunner go. Yeah. And, and bec- I think what, what Tool's saying is like, it's so deep. Like he's saying that. It fucks you know, people. And, Their and job fucks people up. It fucks people up. And, you know, it's it's just, it's fucking hard to do. I mean, they're the baddest guys on the planet. When you're the baddest guys on the planet, you fucking go through some shit, you know? Yeah. And sometimes it's just time to walk away. I guess that's what he was saying was, you know, you know, everyone. He walked away. You know, you got to let Gunner go. You know, your time is your time. You know, whenever you're, whenever it's time to get out, it's time to get out one way or another. Yeah, dude. I, but I did love that line where he's talking about how he, he, he doesn't want to die in war. He wants to die for a woman. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, that's fair. Yeah. So, at this point, Christmas rolls up. They, they make a bunch of jokes about tattooing his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, they call him eight ball or cue ball or something. Yeah, he's, man, he's like, I can make Charlotte, you know, uh, coming out your ear. <laughs> Which would be badass. Yeah, like a web on his whole head, the top of his head, and then Charlotte coming out of the side. That would be badass. That joke was almost like he said that off the cusp, like ad libbed. Yeah. It probably was, and they just kept it in. Yeah. It's um, badass. Yeah. So as they're like, Hanging out, they want to have a knife competition like Christmas until I guess like the best knife throwers in the world. Yep, they're always like challenging each other. This is like a big deal. And uh, as this is going on, Tool gets a phone call. The phone call to me was hilarious because it's like a two second conversation. Tool smoking this badass pipe, by the way. 
Yeah, it's incredible. It's the same pipe Gandalf smokes. Yeah. And he just he, he's on the phone for like two seconds and then he hangs up and he goes, Well, boys, I got three jobs for you. Which leads to believe <laughs> which leads you to believe that he was just past three jobs on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, I got three jobs for you. Two of them are walking apart, one of them's the hell on back. And Sloan just goes set it up. <laughs> yeah. doesn't say which one no he knows <laughs> like, fucking go dude and like Statham wants some time off you know he's heartbroken he's having it rough you know he's younger you know the life is rough on him he doesn't know what he wants yeah and um at this point we cut to the island of how do you say it's Valana yeah yeah and it's a fake island that Stallone is just in Vance Islands. Well, it's a real island probably that nobody knows about that's having a lot of trouble. Well, it might be a real island that Stallone wants to save in real life. You're right. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, but yeah, so we go to this island. It's like basically like a dictator's running it, this general who, as we mentioned earlier, is a guy from Dexter. Yep. And um, it's all you, if you've ever watched Dexter, that's all you can think about when you see this guy. Yeah, and, and spoiler alert, he makes it to the end of Dexter without dying. Oh, see, I didn't even finish Dexter. Oh, in your face. Yeah. Um, I mean, as long as you saw the se- seasons up to the Trinity Killer, you're fine. You don't need to watch anything else. Yeah, I heard it doesn't finish well. but um, It's weird. Yeah, so anyway, so yeah, the guy from Dexter's there. He's the general. He's like the boss. And uh, he's like basically like challenging these farmers, I guess. They're, they're stealing from them. And as he's like questioning them, uh, Eric Roberts just rolls up, dude. Yeah. And by the way, one of the all time greatest bad guys in movies ever. Yeah. Monroe. He plays Monroe in this movie, but yeah. Just badass. So, like, he's, they're questioning these guys, and Monroe just rolls up and just shoots this dude in the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now we can see inside of him, and all I see is lies. <laughs> I mean, he's right. Yeah, and standing behind him is his main bodyguard, his main number one, none other than Stone Cold Steve Austin, one of our favorite actors. Yeah, one of the best actors, great wrestler. I mean, as far as wrestlers slash actors go, do you think he's probably third all time behind Hogan and The Rock? Yeah, I was just about to say the same exact thing. Yeah. He's he's in some badass movies. He's definitely underutilized in this movie. This might have been one of his first movies, though. Yeah, I think it, uh, I think it, well, this or, uh, it was, um, where Cheeseburger Eddie was in too, uh, The Longest Yard. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's probably yeah. the same time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're just kind of introduced to all the bad guys here. And, uh, basically, the dude from Dexter is like, you think he's run the island, but it's really Eric Roberts. And there's yeah. that up here. Um, at this point, we have the like this badass scene where Barney's meeting with a guy who called for the job, which is played by Bruce Willis, and uh, goes by the name of Church. Yeah, he's like, uh, he's like, I don't have to give you my name. He's like, let's just say since we're here that my name's Church. Yeah, and uh, he's like. Uh, Barney's like, all right, what's the job? And he's like, hold on, we got somebody else. And fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger rolls in, dude. 
And this baddest. This I is mean, the would first you say time that Schwarzenegger and Sloan were ever on camera together? I think. Yeah. The, I mean, the only other time they were on camera together, isn't doesn't really count. Was in Last Action Hero when Schwarzenegger was in the video store and Stallone was a stand-up cardboard cutout and he was the Terminator. Did you when you watched this in the movie theater? Did you just punch through a wall when Schwarzenegger just went ape shit? Yeah. I mean, I popped hard, dude. Yeah, I mean, it was fucking amazing. And uh, I guess Barney used to work with him. He knows him. Um, they have this hilarious back and forth. So basically, Schwarzenegger plays this guy named Trench, mm-hmm. who I guess runs like his own team. Yeah, he used to be on – him and Stallone used to be on the same team, and then Trench branched off to get his own team. Yeah, so now they're kind of like competing for jobs, basically. Um, you know, they're like talking back and forth, and uh, he's like uh, – Schwarzenegger's like, man – are you sick? You lost a lot of weight. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, the, the weight I lost you found. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, as they're saying all this, Will, Bruce Willis just goes, you guys aren't going to start sucking each other's dicks, are you? Yeah, which, I mean, it would have been weird. Which I read that that was not a line in the movie that Bruce Willis just said that. <laughs> yeah. Which is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they, uh, as he starts describing the job, Schwarzenegger already knows everything about it. Yeah. Cause he does his reconnaissance and research. Yeah. He knew the Island. He's heard of the Island. Yeah. Barney had no idea what the fuck was going on, but he's like, he's like, you ever heard of Valencia? He's like, Oh yeah, I've been there. The general runs it. Uh, they do cocaine. Like he just like church didn't have to say anything, but then Schwarzenegger goes, don't want the job. I'm good. And he makes the yeah. really inside joke about um, give it to this guy. He loves running around in the jungle. Yeah, give it to my friend. He loves playing in the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I shot at Rambo, but, um, I mean, Predator was in the jungle. Yeah, Schwarzenegger played in the jungle and Predator. Yeah. So. And then uh, Stallone fires back with a, a jab about he wants to be president. Yeah, he also, they go, let's have dinner sometime. And then he goes, when? And then Arnold goes, in a thousand years. So, I mean, that's a thousand years from now. Where do you think they have dinner? It was a thousand years from now, Demolition Man. They eat at that Taco Bell. <laughs> Dude, that line was so awesome. Yeah, a thousand years. And Slow goes, ah, too soon. Yeah, too soon. <laughs> um, Incredible. Awesome back and forth. So, Sloan's like, we'll take the job. We want $5 million. When he says we want $5 million, Bruce Willis acts like he can't trust Sloan. Yeah. He's like, ah, he's like, I'll pay you, man, but if you fuck me over. Yeah. He's like mad for no reason. And uh, so they take the job. He's like, we got to go do, do recon, you know? And uh, Gunner's begging for his job back. Um, he sees the paperwork, so he, like, knows what's going on, like, for the job. Yeah. Um, then, like, Barney fills in the team on, like, what the job is and if they want to do it. Um, this is where Jet Li, which, by the way, Jet Li's character's name is Yin Yang. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know if you can get away with right now. They may have to change his name. Yeah, this was only two years ago. 
was yeah, was ten so, years ago, thanks. Salone's character today, the Ying Yang. Ying Yang. I mean, he is the Yin and the Yang. Like he's he's very Zen and and nice. And I mean, you know, he he wants to take money home to his family. That's what he says, but nobody knows he has a family. The uh, whole thing is fucking weird because old Ying Yang goes, "I need a raise, man. I gotta take care of my kids. I gotta take care of my son." Yeah, and they're like, "You have kids?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And then he he says it nonstop. Yeah, he's like, "I gotta have, I gotta take care of my family." Yeah, and then later on in the movie, when he's in the truck with Sloan, he just goes, "I need a raise for my family." And Sloan's like, "You have a family for real?" And he's like, "No, I don't have a family." But I need a goddamn raise, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's such a weird thing, but yeah. So they're discussing all this shit. Um, this is also where Randy Couture, whose who's G.I. Joe name is Toll Road. Yeah. That's an incredible name. Yeah, it is badass. But he's like super sensitive about his ears. I don't even know why they put this in the movie. Because uh, they just wanted to make fun of him in real life for having cauliflower ears. Yeah, probably. So Christmas and Barney go to this island to recon it. Recon mission, you want to lay low, you want to take pictures. You want yeah tourists yeah you want to get information. Um, they're posing as like wildlife people. Yeah, and the customs people are like super, like sketchy. And the customs guys like you guys look nervous or something like that. And yeah, who are these wildlife people wearing skull rings and with back tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just jacked to the nine. Couple of bird watchers yeah. with back tattoos. Just fucking jacked. Uh, but yeah, so uh, they get there, they meet up with the, the agent, I guess, or like their, what do they call it, the fucking um, t- uh, target. Yeah. And it's this chick, this hot chick, another wood. Yeah, I would immediately. Stallone falls in love with her immediately. She's like 50 years younger than Stallone, easily. But he, he earned it. Yeah. And uh, she's like taking him around the island and... Uh, Oh, I forgot to mention, dude. It was hilarious. Did you did you catch the speech or the, like the conversation that Sloan was having with Bar- or uh, with Statham on the way there? Because Statham was like bitching about his girl. <laughs> yeah. And Sloan just goes, "Yeah, man. Uh, you know, you're t- you're together with her for a few hours, feeling good. Everything's hot and happy. You're having a good time. And then and then what, man? Then what do you do with the rest of the day? What do you do with her?" <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Basically, Stallone's like, man, I don't know why you're heartbroken, dude. Like, you fuck a girl and then you leave. Like, why would you stay with a girl if you're not fucking her? Yeah, that's basically what Stallone was saying. Yeah, which was hilarious. And, and Jason Statham doesn't realize his situation. Yeah, Stallone's like, man, you just fuck her and leave, dude. Get over it. Like, we don't. We're not in a job where you have a girlfriend. Yeah, because you there's gonna come a time where you don't come home. Yeah. So, anyway, so they meet up with this target. She's t- taking him around. Well, also, they, they're, as they're walking down the street, the army just comes and starts fucking up people for no reason. Yeah, bad guys show up immediately yeah. and start Don't grabbing people. Like, yeah, they just, they, like, throw a turnip fucking cart over. And, I mean, there's, like, no reason at all. But they were able to get pictures of everybody. They meet up with the target. The, uh, the target's like, uh, what are you guys' names? And Satan's like, I'm Buddha. He's pissed. <laughs> yeah, which you could tell that Sloan probably wrote that and thought it was the funniest shit he's ever written. Yeah, 
I mean, I laughed. Yeah. So they get in her truck, and she has these shitty tattoo drawings everywhere. Like, all plaster on her truck, dude. Yeah. They're literally, they're not even, like, drawings like an artist. They're literally tattoos. Yep. And um, Salon's like, ah, these are great. And she's like, I want to give you one. He's like, well, it's out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, I want to pay you for it. No, it's a gift. You don't pay for gifts. And, like, they get an argument about it. So do you think this is, like, as important as the necklace Stallone gets in Rambo 2? I mean, yeah, because, I mean, later on, you know, he's when he decides to go, like, help her or whatever, he's staring at that fucking picture. And in Rambo 2, he gave that necklace away to a child in Rambo 3. Yeah. So. I'm sure he got that tattoo. Yeah, he did. But they go to the palace to, like, recon it. Like, as they're there waiting, like, the, the military shows up. And they're like, you know, what? you're not supposed to be here. And then we find out that she's actually the general's daughter. Yep. And so, but she was not on Dexter. No, she was not on Dexter. But, uh, so, like, they're freaking out. And then out of nowhere, a knife just comes out of nowhere and just goes in this guy's throat. <laughs> yeah. They just kill all these dudes easily. Like they, all these guys are standing around with guns doing nothing. Nothing. They die immediately. Yeah, they're like literally as like they're about to get fought. You can see them just standing there. I mean, to be fair, they're used to just straight oppressing people. Like they're used to not getting fought back. Like all they do, they're used to just standing there and people cowering down and doing what they say. And when somebody actually fights back, that's incredible. They're not ready for it. What I think happened, honestly, is um, they saw that knife come out literally out of the woods and go through a guy's neck, and they were all so shocked that that they couldn't move. Yeah, that's fair, too. And then they just, like, everyone's getting their ass beat. And they're not just getting their ass beat, dude. It's like the impressive ass beating. So they're probably just watching the show. Yeah, they're, I mean, that. And that knife had to have been like 50-yard toss, right? Yeah, right through that guy's neck, dude. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, but they're like, all right, we got to get the fuck out of here. They start driving. Like, they call Eric Roberts on the phone somehow. And they're like, Americanos are here. And uh, they're they're chasing him through the city. Sloan's like, we got to take this girl with us. They're going to kill her. She don't want to leave because it's her home. Yeah, she's fighting for her home, her, for that island. Yeah. I mean, basically, it's her island, and Eric Roberts is the others. Yeah. And they uh, they go to start the plane up, and Sloan has to go through customs. I don't even know why Sloan had to go through the customs building. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, <laughs> I have wrote down glass breaks in the car chase scene because Austin was in one of the cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... They drop Statham off, and he's like, give me, like, 15 minutes to start the plane. And he's like, all right, I'll deal with customs. Like, they could have just started the plane. And drove off and not had to deal with customs. Yeah, but this leads to another one of the badass scenes where basically Sloan goes through customs. He kills these dudes. He looks at that dude, badass line and just goes, you look nervous, and then blows him away. Yeah. <laughs> Throw back to earlier. But um, Sloan is running down this dock. He's the worst runner of all time. Which, I mean, spoiler alert, he was injured heavily during this movie. Yeah, so, he was. Um, but, yeah, he, worst run of all time, he's running down the stock. Statham's already started the plane, so the plane's already going. 
Yeah, he has to chase down the plane. Yeah, and he's running down his dock. He dies off his dock, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fingertip grabs the side of the airplane. <laughs> the, the open door. Yeah. And it is the longest dive I've ever seen. Fingertip grabs it to hang on to that thing. And not yeah. only fingertip grabs it to hang on to it, he's going through like rushing water. Like yeah, waves. This plane's doing like sixty miles an hour on the water. on the top of the water. So all that all that water is going into Sloan's face, and he's fingertip holding the side of the door. Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, that's how he got injured, probably doing the because you know he did it in real. He did yeah. that in real life. Yeah, they shot that for real. Yeah, probably one take. Yeah, dude, it was badass, man. Yeah, I I have written down here greatest jump of all time. Yeah, he just climbs in the plane and he's like, you know, where's the girl at? She didn't want to come. So he's pissed off that she don't want to come. He doesn't understand it. And he's like flying, flying. Next thing you know, he just whips it, dude. <laughs> yeah. Turns back around. Just a and instead, quick Yui. Yeah, Satan is still like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Satan just goes, we going back? Yeah. <laughs> and Sloan goes, yeah. And Satan goes, fly or die. Yeah. <laughs> like That honestly reminded me of that time where you were driving on the interstate. And start and started crashing, and I just threw a dip in. <laughs> yeah, so I did like a three sixty spin, and I was just like, "Well, we're dead." And I packed a dip. I packed a. I packed my can of dip and threw one in while we were going backwards on the interstate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it was so hilarious. Statham gave zero fucks, and he was just whipping the plane around. Yep, fly or die. And they go back, and they shoot up like Statham goes up to the front of the plane there's just a machine gun up there and like blows away everybody on the dock they they dump a bunch of gas onto the dock yeah and then shoot a flare gun at it and it just explodes the whole dock man obviously Stone Cold dies in the ocean yeah Stone Cold's on there he lives I mean because he's not they murdered hundreds of people though yeah they, they murdered so many people on that dock and because uh, a million soldiers pulled, dude, I that island isn't very big, doesn't have very many people, but it had two point eight million soldiers on that island. Yeah, it did. They killed a fuck ton of them. Yeah, so they finally get out of there. I guess they just turned around just to fuck, just to fuck them up. This long was like, you know, fuck these dudes. But yeah, for a recon mission, I don't know how successful that was. Yeah, just to get information on the island, I'm not sure. I don't think they even got information. <laughs> like, all I know is that Eric Roberts, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the guy from Dexter, and a hot chick are fighting each other on an island, and there's a lot of troops. Well, so they did get intel, a little bit of intel, because when they get back, they're, you know, him and Statham and Jet Li are just staring at that computer, like weird, staring at the computer. And he's like, this guy is ex-CIA, Eric Roberts, basically. Yeah. This is ex-CIA. I think that church is CIA. He wants us to kill this dude so he doesn't have to do it. Like it's, And then they're going to kill us. Like, we don't need to do this shit. Yeah, they figured out that it's like a, a loop-de-loop, and church probably set him up. Which, I mean, Roberts and Austin go back. You know, Roberts was... Uh, Later, or I guess you know, later on, Roberts was Austin's partner in, in the one movie where he gets blown up, and Austin has to fucking murder the world and hunt to kill or oh, whatever. Yeah. 
Hunter Kill's a badass movie, dude. Yeah, a real badass movie. So, yeah, they figured out. Um, they also figured out that the daughter, like, brought him. So, like, the, the what's his name? Eric Roberts is pissed off about the general's daughter. And uh, they have a great line here, too, where he's like, he's like, we need to take care of your daughter. And the, and the guy from Dexter is like, uh, you don't kill La Familia. And he goes, you should come over to my house for the holidays, pal. <laughs> yeah. Awesome line. So, yeah, this is incredible line. At this point, too, when they're in their office, uh, Gunner walks in. So, Gunner's going to do an old double cross. He's working with the bad guys. He's trying to get money for Intel. This this is also an awesome line where Gunner is like, <laughs> he walks in, <laughs> yeah. he's like, uh, what, what's that dude say? The dude goes, uh, uh, this this guy wouldn't give me his gun. This guy's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Gunner just goes, life's a joke, shit bird. Yeah. <laughs> Flips out. Yeah. Uh, but so he yeah, he's gonna get paid for information basically. Um Stallone uh is filling in the guys on all the shit. We talked about that. Um at this point, Christmas goes to see the girl and she's got this huge black eye. That that we knew it was coming. You know, the douche guy fucked her up, man, and he fucked up because he didn't know who he's messing with, man. So Christmas goes to where he's playing basketball with his homies, and uh, they're all like, "We got your back, man." And uh, yeah, one of them even screams, "Bust his ass!" <laughs> <laughs> the best line of this whole thing was when he rolls up and he goes, "Shouldn't have hit her in the face," and he just goes, uh, "He goes, keep the bitch, man. I'm done with it." Yeah, and then that that's when that guy goes, bust his ass. <laughs> Keep the bitch, because I'm done with it. Yeah, I'm done. That was it. He did his thing, and then he punched her in the face and left. Yeah, dude. And uh, Stallone, or not Stallone, Statham beats the shit out of these dudes, man. I mean, whips their asses. Yeah, destroys them. And uh, scares that guy to death. He probably wet himself. Man. Yeah, he stabbed that basketball. He looks at that girl and he goes, you know, you should have waited for me, man. I was worth it. Now you know what I do for a living. Yeah, I guess he don't get back together with her, but... Uh, she was never been so wet when she looked at him, though. Oh, and when she was standing there, he just beat the shit out of those 10 guys like it's the easiest thing he's ever done? Yeah, she she was giving her knees a shower. That's how wet she was. Yeah. Uh, Basically like she was at the filling station. <laughs> <laughs> so uh Barney meets up with Tool again, man. Tool is unbelievable. Um he he also always every time he sees him, he goes, uh what's the matter, Barney? Don't you ever sleep? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a it's a badass way to greet people. I need to start doing that, dude. When someone walks in yeah. the room, like no matter what time of the day it is, just be like, God damn man, don't you ever sleep? Yeah, what's the matter, man? Don't you ever got him sleep? <laughs> Golly. Yeah. Then just start talking about regular shit. Yeah. And Marty goes, well, have your girlfriend, man. He goes, he has the best lines in this movie. Too. Yeah, he does. He goes, another one bites the dust, brother. Yeah. You know, I, was, I was painting this for her. He's sitting there painting a, a guitar, by the way. A ukulele or yeah. some shit. He goes, man, I was painting this for her, and now she's gone, and I'm just going to finish it, and I'm just going to smash the shit out of it. <laughs> yep, and he 
I mean, he he knew that girl for like five days and was in love with her. Yeah. Already where he built her is painting a guitar. Also, part. didn't even know her name. Yeah. <laughs> Loved her. All he wanted to have was a woman. Yeah. To stay with him. So, Barney starts sharing. Like, for some reason, Barney always goes to tool with, like, his shit. I mean, you can tell they're old timers, you know. It's almost like you almost think that Barney, you know, tool ran the group and Barney was a part of it a long time ago. And then Barney kind of took over as Tool retired or quit or something happened, you know. Yeah, they're always confiding in each other. And uh, I love this part because, like, Barney, like, he basically starts being like, listen, dude, this girl, we tried to take her, and she wouldn't leave, and I don't get why she would stay on that fucking island. Which is understandable. Yeah, and he was pissed and sad and emotional, and he had one of her drawings. Yeah, and then Barney, or I mean, Tool just goes, I wrote down almost this whole monologue because it was so fucking awesome. Dude. It's he's, amazing. It's the saddest thing I've ever been, heard. I was he's, bawling. He's not even looking at Stallone. He's still painting. Yeah. And he's like crying as he's saying this, but and, he's like. And drooling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he go, Barney's like, man, I don't get it. Like, why, why, why would she say? He goes, she stands for something, man. We don't stand for shit. Yeah. Yes, that's that's all dried up, man. Dried up like this here paint. Uh, and Sloan's like, "What dried up?" He goes, "Just belief, man. Belief in the soul, human parts, brother." Mm-hmm. He's so right. Yeah, he goes. You remember that time we were in Bosnia? All the stories start out with. You remember that time? You remember that time we were in Bosnia, and all our guys were getting chopped up around us and bleeding. Didn't think I was gonna make it out of there, man. My head was black. In a dark place, didn't believe in shit. Just goddamn Dracula Black. <laughs> Incredible line. I got a bottle of that shit they got over there. You know, that shit. And I drank it and I don't feel no more pain, brother. But I'm walking and I went by that bridge they have up over there and see this woman and she looks out and she's looking in my eyes and I'm looking in her eyes and I knew what she was going to do, and I just kept walking. Yep. Kept walking until I heard that splash. And he goes, I could have saved a life. After taking all those lives, I could have saved a life. And if I would have saved that woman, I might have saved what was left of my soul. And then he just starts crying, dude. Yeah, tears start coming down his face. And he's got a grill, I think. Yeah, basically what I think he was saying was like, listen, dude, you don't understand like why she loves her home and doesn't want to leave because we're built different. Yeah, I mean, basically... We don't believe in shit. He's like, but what you need to do is, you know, I could have helped this girl and it would have probably changed my life. You don't want to end up like me, brother. Yeah, you got that chance right now, dude. I I mean, my goddamn insides are Dracula Black. Dracula Black and I have no soul and I can't... I fall in love with a woman after one, one night. I get my women three days at a time, and that's it. <laughs> They're gone. Yeah. All I've ever wanted was love, and I can't do it. It can't. It's not a part of my makeup or existence. You need to go get this goddamn woman because fuck it. You know you don't want to end up like me. You don't want to end up soulless, Dracula Black. I mean, it was just an incredible monologue, dude. It changed my life just by yeah. listening to it for the probably seven hundredth time. I mean, he's right. I mean, you know, 100% right. 
you know, you can make choices in life, man. You can be bottled up and you can fucking not care about what's going on around you, dude, and not understand why people care about shit and ignore the lady on the bridge. You can just be numb to it. Yeah. But if you, you know, if you wake up to it and you treat people good and you try to help people, it's probably going to help you out at the end of the day. Yeah, maybe you'll get a little piece of your soul. That's the thing, man. Stallone movies, man, they teach you so much. I mean, I I wouldn't be the person I was today without Stallone movies. No, there's no way. No goddamn way. Um, so, yeah, at this point, they find the daughter. And uh, Monroe has this hilarious line where he's like, man, a wise man told me a long time ago, ne- never strike a woman. And, you know, I would never hit a woman. And then he goes, but my friend over here, and he points at Stone Cold Steve Austin, and goes, mm-hmm. which Stone Cold Steve Austin's character name in this movie is just Pain. Yeah. <laughs> it's spelled like P-A-I-N-E, like a name would be. Yeah. He's like, yeah, my friend over here, he doesn't have the same, like he doesn't feel the same way. And the the general is like hammer drunk, like annihilated. Out. Yeah. He's like yelling at his daughter, yelling at each other in Spanish. Fires a bottle. Yeah. And Pain just fucking punches this girl in the face dude clocks her and then they take yeah. her inside her waterboarding her and she yeah, doesn't waterboard her like crazy yeah and uh barney at this point is like staring this is where he's staring at that tattoo and he's like fuck that he's thinking about what tool told him and he goes to christmas and ying yang <laughs> <just goes. laughs> goes, look, man, I got to go back. And Christmas is pissed. And he's like, this isn't work, man. This is personal. And Christmas is like, you don't owe this girl shit, dude. It's like, you ain't got it. And like, he's like, nah, I'm going, man. He's like, this ain't on you guys. He's like, don't guilt us into going. After like, Christmas just freaks out about a girl. Yeah. And he's like, which also after Stallone told him like, hey, man, you just got to fuck these girls and forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> so they're all bad at women. Yeah, terrible at women, dude. But uh, they basically instantly reverse roles. Yeah. George Sloan's like, I got to go help this girl. And Christmas is like, fuck that girl. And uh, so, yeah, he's going. And Christmas is like, all right, fuck him, dude. He can go. I don't care. And this is where Ying Yang gets in the truck. And he's like, I'm going with you, dude. This is a badass truck, too, by the way. Yeah. Like, maybe the baddest truck in a movie of all time. It's like an old, like, Mercury truck or some shit. Chevy, like... King 55 Ford. Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah. But it's like... Uh, he always drives old cars. Oh, he drives the Mercury and fucking Cobra. Yeah. This truck is, like, decked out, though. Yeah, it's incredible. And, uh... Yang is like... This is, again, where he's like, gotta help my family. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I need more money. I need a raise. Yeah. And, I need uh, it for my family. As they're talking about this shit... Someone just starts shooting the car. So it's Gunner and these thugs are like going to try to kill these guys. And they have this badass truck like chasing and like the truck is bulletproof. Yeah, I mean, they shot it like point blank range, broad daylight with a million bullets and it was bulletproof. Never went in, yeah. And for some reason, Ying Yang is in a bulletproof truck and he gets in the back of the truck. Yeah, jumps in the back to fight him. Yeah. And so they have this badass chase scene. And, like, during the middle of the chase scene, uh, this, the thug that's riding with Gunner is just, like, yelling. I'm like, you're fucking up. And he grabs this dude. <laughs> yeah. He pushes his face down. 
while he's driving, by the way. With he his boot. His face down and squeezes the guy's head with his boot. And then kills that guy head. by squeezing his head. And lifts him back up, and there's a huge boot mark on his head. And he just goes, inset. Yeah, right after he got done calling him a cockroach, too. <laughs> oh, that was an awesome scene, dude. And then they end up in this warehouse, and, like, Gunner and Yang have this huge fight. And, uh, which is a badass. Well, so, Yang kicks him at first, and he just goes, what do you wear a size three? Bring it, happy feet. Yeah. <laughs> Which is an awesome line. And then um, he beats the shit out of him, and then Gunner just goes, my turn. And literally picks him up and just throws him over and over into the ceiling, which is like a chain fan. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of that time Vader just powerbombed Brian Pillman over and over. Over and over and over, and I thought Pillman was dead. Yeah, you remember when Vader and Sid were just powerbombing people in that war? Yeah. They were masters of powerbombs. They did to Sting, too, and Andy Ball. This is back when he was Andy, not Andrew. But uh, he made turn into Andrew for a second because he started crying. Yeah. So they have this fight, and Stallone's basically forced to shoot him, shoot Gunner. And he's, yeah, he had to. Gunner's like, man, I can't believe you shot me. And, <laughs> yeah, like it was no big deal. Yeah, like, fuck, dude, I can't believe it went this far. Yeah, I didn't think uh, you'd do it. Yeah, and uh, he's like, man, just tell me what's going on. Like, this is your last chance. And he's like, come close, which there's nobody around. I don't know why he's got to whisper. But, well, first, Stallone's like, you'll, or he's like, am I dying? And Stallone's like, like, about three inches above your heart. Slow. Yeah, shot, he knew exactly where he shot him. <laughs> yeah, he goes, I thought I, I shot three inches above your heart. And he just goes, so yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they, they, he basically tells them like what's going on. Um, Stallone goes to the airplane and the whole crew's waiting for him. And this is where we meet Terry Cruz's character, basically, whose name is Hale Caesar. Yep. And, uh, he's, he has a hilarious line here where he just goes, he goes, man, I'll die for you. Just don't ask me to do it twice. <laughs> Which is a hundred percent fair. Yeah, dude, that's a badass line. Yeah, that's a hundred percent fair. And then, so they all agree to go with him. And on the way over there, Caesar introduces us to his girlfriend, Amaya Bone, who's like this badass gun. I don't even know how to describe this gun. He, it's the greatest gun basically ever. Yeah, it's badass. Yeah, it shoots 250 yeah. rounds a minute. <laughs> And uh, the general, at this point, they have no idea that this team is coming, but they are prepared like it's World War Three. They are, like, yeah. All... They're getting ready like the world is invading their island. Like the others are coming. Yeah, and they have no idea that Stallone's even coming. Yeah, no idea. And, uh, yeah, they're all, like, got war paint on. They have swords, guns, fucking cars full of people, everything. The general's kind of lost it at this point. He's went apeshit. Do you think he's on yeah. the drugs? I think he's just like, at this point, he realizes basically that like Monroe is fucked up and it's not going to go well for him and his daughter was right. Like all this shit is like just messing with his head. Somehow, I think he thought he was doing what was best for the island and his people and then he got lost trying to do that while Mer- Monroe manipulated him, you know? Well, yeah, I think it have. I mean, as a man who's in a position of power over people, yeah, uh, I mean, it's easy to get lost in that power, dude, and just 
you know. I'm glad um, I'm I'm gets away from it. I'm glad I'm good at this. I don't end up like that general. I've yeah, been in a position good. of power for I don't know how long. My he's just a good leader, like Barney Ross. Yeah, great leader. But yeah, so he's kind of losing his mind, and um, they uh, the crew is on the island. They storm the the palace, and they're just like beating the shit out of everybody, dude. And they're like they're putting these bombs or, or these charges everywhere. I mean, uh, it's the most bombs I've ever seen. Yeah, dude, it's so crazy. And uh, at this point, Sandra, which Sandra, by the way, is a chick, the chick, do- the general's daughter. Yeah, we finally um, got her name. Yeah. Uh, she is, like, with these soldiers, and they're, like, basically about to rape her. And um, he's, like, about to put a cigarette out on her neck. Yep. And as he's almost at her neck, dude, one of the baddest things ever, Stallone shows up with this machete. Slices the dude's arm completely off. That was about to burn her neck. Goes yep. back around, slices a dude's head off who's standing there, and then flips back around and jams that machete through the guy's neck who already has his arm sliced off. Yep, and just murders. All I wrote down was, here we fucking go. Yeah, dude, this was the start of just murder town, dude. Yeah, and you <laughs> couldn't even really tell how many people died during all this. Mm-hmm. They fuck people up, dude. They just start murdering everybody. And Stallone's running with this girl trying to get out of there. Again, terrible, worst runner you've ever seen. Yeah. And as he's running, pain. Stone Cold Steve Austin just closed lines up. Just out of nowhere, just gives him a running lariat. Yeah. And then uh, they beat the shit out of them. They're choking him to death. There's some hilarious Stone Cold lines here. Stone Cold's like, uh, how many men do you have? And Stallone's like, just your mother. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, he's like, who sent you here? And he's like, your hairdresser. <laughs> like, hilarious shit, dude. And then uh, the team shows up. They start fighting with each other. Is that when Austin says, you're a real tough guy, you piece of trash? Yeah. He's yelling at Stallone like a drill sergeant would yell at somebody. Yeah, he goes, you're a like, real tough guy. Did you hear guy. what I said? And then he does that thing where he just goes, you're a real tough guy, you piece of trash. Yeah. And uh, he's basically Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, I have written down Royal Rumble because <laughs> everybody shows up and just starts beating the shit out of each other. Dude, the team shows up right here in this little tunnel, and they start fighting, dude, and it's the most badass fight you've ever seen. They're breaking people's arms. At one point, um, they throw Jason Statham on the ground, and he instantly pulls a pistol up, shoots a dude, double taps a dude, shoots him in the ankle, and then that makes a dude bend over, and he shoots him in the head. Yeah. Baddest shit I've ever seen. Knives are coming out of every direction, hitting people in the throat. Dude, they are fucking everybody up. Dude. It's it's unbelievable. And, um, I mean, the, just the best deaths you've ever seen. Um, Terry Crews uses that gun and just fucks everybody up. Randy Couture powerbombs somebody. Yeah, so they have these boss fights, and, like, the second command behind Stone Cold, basically, he's fighting uh, Ying Yang. Yeah, and uh, Statham comes out to help, so they're just beating the shit out of him. And then Statham kicks this dude, so the dude's kind of like bent over. Statham kicks him in the head to where it breaks the dude's neck. He breaks his neck, and his head's dangling like, yeah, if he broke us the stick off a lollipop. It was badass, and for some reason, Randy Couture's fighting Stone Cold, um, and they have this badass fight, and then he throws Stone Cold in the fire. 
kind of an anticlimactic death for like your main thug. Yeah, that was. Well, even during he did he did beat the shit out of Barney earlier. He was beating the shit out of Barney. Yeah, and they blow up everything. Right that when then that's when Couture fights Austin, because Dexter has to fight Eric Roberts too. When he has that sword. Oh yeah, so I got ahead of myself. So basically. They had this fight downstairs, and Stone Cold runs away. Yeah, he runs and away he, when they're fighting Stallone because Stallone re- has the fastest reload of all time. Yeah, and this is where like um, they go, they go to leave like the building, and as soon as they open the door, there's a million soldiers outside. After they already killed a million two different times in this movie. Yeah, and the general is giving this like speech. To everyone, like pumping them up, like at the end of three hundred, basically. Yeah, and there's a hilarious part where Christmas, who by the way was speaking Spanish earlier in this movie, yeah, and, and Stallone goes, "How do you know Spanish? Are you Zorro?" <laughs> uh, so Christmas, who knew Spanish earlier in the movie, just goes, "What the fuck are they saying?" <laughs> yeah, and Terry Crews goes, "They're saying we're dead, just with an accent." Yeah, <laughs> which is fair. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's giving this speech, and then out of nowhere, Eric Roberts just shoots him in the head. And as soon as he shoots the general, everyone just starts shooting. Everything, like most gunfire you've ever seen. And as this is going on, they're like, they're like, "What? Are, I mean, we gotta get the fuck out of here." They wait for the girl to leave the building, and then they hit that button, blow up the entire building. And then start fighting everybody. And this is where Toll Road starts fighting Pain. Yeah. Because they're like headed for a helicopter. Pain and Monroe and the girl. Yeah, they're headed for the helicopter. They blew up everything. Shit's going down. Everybody's fighting everybody. Which the baddest shit of all time is. So this is after Toll Road beats the shit up out of Pain. Which, dude, how amazing are the character names in this movie? Amazing. Yeah. And I just sit here and read, Toll Road is fighting Pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, so he lights him on fire. Stone Cold dies. But he kills him with a Superman punch. Is that how he goes into the fire? No, he goes into the fire, and he's on fire, and he's going, he's doing that Austin yell. And then Cole Road runs and does a Superman punch. This is right as, I mean, this was 2005. I don't know. I don't think Roman Reigns was doing Superman punches then. This might be where Roman Reigns got it. I'd say so. So, I mean, we credit Austin, you know. If Bret Hart well, really, should start we should the attitude there, Roman Reigns wouldn't have a Superman punch, basically. We should basically credit you, because if you never came up with this movie... Yeah. And Roman Reigns would never have a Superman punch. Yeah, so there you go. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome, universe. Roman. Yeah, Roman. But, uh, yeah, so... He's dead. They go... Uh, by the way, Barney Ross, St- Stallone... Is killing people with this rifle or not a rifle? It's a handgun. It's his pistol. It's, like it's a revolver. Is that what it is? Yeah. It looks like a regular pistol. He might have. He's shooting it like an old school Western revolver. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's fucking crazy. But anyways, he's killing a million people. He grabs this missile. I think that's what it is. Yeah. And. He's, he's like trying to lift it up. He's like, man, this thing's heavy as shit. And Terry Crews just comes over and goes, what do you need? <laughs> he, goes, he goes, throw it up in the air as high as you can. Terry Crews throws this missile 100 yards in the air. Which is, I mean, 
to be fair, I, I thought it was an accurate judgment of how like, he threw it in real life, I think. I know. And slow starts shooting at it, and it blows up, and it blows that helicopter straight to shit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, basically, Eric Roberts, Monroe, he, he knows he's fucked. He takes the girl out to this, like, field, and he's like, he's like, who sent you, man, the CIA? He, like, goes on to the mom, like, about how he, like, this whole thing is his idea. The CIA fucked him over. And he's like, you should have never even come back for me. And Sloan just goes, I didn't come back for you, dipshit. <laughs> I came back for the girl, and this blows him away, dude. Shoots him five and times as, in the chest. Yeah, as he shoots him in the chest, the biggest knife you ever seen goes through him from the other side. Out of nowhere. Yeah. And he, he goes, uh, Christmas just walks up and goes, called a tie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the knife went all the way through him almost. Oh, Barney Ross got shot too, by the way. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. Didn't affect him at all. No, not one bit. And then they're leaving. <laughs> by the way, dude, Stallone came back to this island for this girl. Obviously has feelings for it. He like he's staring at this tattoo. Yeah. She's like, thank you. He's like, he's like, here's my bank account number. I'll give you a bunch of money, you know. And he just goes, she goes, will I, will I ever see you again? Will you come back? And he goes, I promise. I'll <laughs> be around. <laughs> in love with this girl, did everything, gave her her island back. She's in charge, gave her money, saved millions of families. Yeah, and she's like, "Do you want to like spend some time and hang out?" And he's like, "Eh, I'm not coming back. I don't know." Yeah, I'll. I'm going back to America. I don't know. I'll be around. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even bang her. No, he gets to the play, and Christmas just goes. Tell you the truth, man, she wasn't your type. Yeah. <laughs> and you think he get pissed off about it? He just go. He just starts laughing, and they fist bump each other. Yeah, and he has the greatest skull, the Expendables ring of all time. God, dude, we got to get that ring. I need that ring immediately. And so this is the end of the movie. They're back at Tools. Man, they're having a good time. They're partying. They're having a knife contest again. Terry Crews loves this fucking knife contest. Loves it. I mean, honestly, it's the – and what's one thing we haven't talked about is how incredible the soundtrack is in this movie. Oh, yeah. They play badass music. Yeah. Classic rock. They – Terry Crews is, like, freaking out about this knife contest. And it's the most fun he's ever had. And he shot 250 rounds in a minute and murdered yeah. 250 people with him. Yeah. And this guy's throwing a knife in the dark where he's like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, uh, and at this point, Sloan goes, how are you feeling, Gunner? Boom. Dude, Gunner just sitting there chilling. Yep. Pet, part of the team. Best friends again. <laughs> yeah. Back on the team. No explanation. No rehab. After getting shot, hanging pirates. He sold them all out, but that's a part of the life, Good. man. They know the life got to him, and they're welcoming him back because he's getting help. Yeah, Yin Yang was like no hard feelings. They're they best almost, friends. Yeah, uh, it's so hilarious, dude. And then Christmas tells this hilarious poem. Yep, and he throws a knife from like a million yards away. From he walks out the door, walks across the street, and fires a knife, and we yeah. At everybody, by the way. Yeah. And uh, 
it ends and we're rolling the credits and the most badass end credit scene is just all these guys on motorcycles. Yep. Just going out for a motorcycle ride. The boys are back in town. It's playing. And you think they're about to go build land bridges. Oh my God, dude. What a fucking amazing movie, dude. I mean, as far as like action movies goes and like with everything, the cast and it's phenomenal. So I do want to say some hilarious facts about this movie before we wrap up. <coughs> some stuff I found. Um, How big of a dip do you have in right now? Can you tell? Yeah. It sounds like a horseshoe. I, so I'm trying to quit dipping. Yeah. Just because uh, my stomach is so fucked up. Well, you, so don't, have the, you aren't supposed to swallow it. I have these snusses. Oh damn! You got that. But you got that pussy shit. Says, but they're so small. I have to put like four in my mouth. You should try that Smoky Mountain stuff, man. Uh, I tried it. I don't like it. Shawn Michaels dips it. Yeah, have you seen Shawn Michaels? Yeah, I have actually. He's yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> He's got it rough. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, he looks like Baker. From the Muppets right now. Yeah, dude. He is Cross-eyed. Up. Looks like he's, I mean, on it. Yeah, he looks like he's a couple chromosomes short of a, however many you're supposed to have. Yeah. He looks like he can't write his own name on a piece of paper. Not, um, so not frontwards. <laughs> <laughs> he just writes it diagonally along the whole page. Backwards and upside down and shit. Yeah. Just different letters everywhere, but they're the right letters. Yeah. Um. Anyway, (laughs) this movie is was a huge success, dude. It made two hundred seventy-four million dollars. It was huge. I mean, it's huge here, but it's huge worldwide for sure. Oh yeah, it was huge overseas. And I mean, I don't know if you watch action movies from other countries, but they are terrible. Yeah, that's why they love Stallone. (laughs) They love Stallone. Like internationally, Stallone's huge. Yeah, big time. But yeah, so basically, this movie was, this dude named David Callahan wrote a movie called Barrow, um, and it never came to fruition. It was basically like a, um, like a, a vigilante movie like this, like a Mercenaries. Yeah. And Stallone got a hold of the script. I guess he wanted Stallone to do it. And Stallone kind of took the idea and was like, let's just put every badass action hero in it. Which is as incredible. Like a, as like a ode to old action movies, basically. Which is yeah. Like yeah. Your idea. Yeah. David Barrow took my script. Yeah. But he, uh, so the cast is unbelievable, but he tried to get Jean-Claude Van Damme to do it. Jean-Claude Van Damme was like, if you don't know, Jean-Claude Van Damme is like nuts. Yeah. But. He was basically like, I don't like the script. Like, I don't know why we're fighting these people. He told Sloan, I don't know why we're fighting these people over there. We need to be fighting people in South Central. (laughs) Which is fair. I mean. Yeah, which, I mean, later on, uh, John Claude Van Damme would do an Expendables movie. but He was an incredible bad guy. Yeah. uh, The role of Hail Caesar was originally written for Wesley Snipes. Yep. But Wesley Snipes couldn't do it because he was going through all that tax shit. 
And then he and, ended up being in another Expendables. Yeah, movie. he eventually would be in Expendables. Um, after Snipes couldn't do it, the role was written for Forrest Whitaker. But <laughs> Forrest Whitaker couldn't do it. So then 50 Cent was online to play it. And I guess he had to drop out. And so then they gave it to Terry Crews. Badass. And then Stallone got Seagal, 50 Cent and Seagal, playing. Yeah. Seagal was supposed to be in it. Why didn't they get it Carl Weathers? Oh, dude, that would have been badass. God damn. Um, so the role that was um, Eric Roberts, which Eric Roberts was unbelievable. In the he's movie. a great all-time bad guy. He's he's a great But guy. that Stallone tried to get Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Ben Kingsley, and Ray Liotta to play that part. Damn. Why did they not play that part? They blew it. Would have been unbelievable. None of those guys are in uh, anything Sl- anymore. Stallone tried to get Sandra Bullock to be in it. Um, Stallone wanted uh, the role of Church to go to uh, Schwarzenegger, but Schwarzenegger wanted the different role. And then he wanted Kurt Russell to play Church. Yeah, I know Kurt Russell turned it down. He turned it down, and then I guess Bruce Willis and Stallone are friends. So Bruce Willis agreed to do it. Um, they filmed most of the movie in Brazil. Um, like we said, Sloan got the shit beat him. He like broke his leg, almost broke his neck. Yeah, I thought he fractured his neck. Yeah, I think he did fracture his neck. He got shingles. Yeah. I mean, he really almost died making this movie. Um, and he still I made mean, that jump. It is. I mean, we might cover the other expendable movie. Yeah, who knows? But. It is unbelievable that they were able to build this franchise. The sequel was already greenlit seven months before this movie came out. Yep. And, uh, I mean, like we kind of said here, I mean, they get even more badass people to be in the later ones. And, I mean, this is the greatest cast of all time. The second one might be my favorite one. Yeah, we'll probably do that eventually. But, uh, I mean, one of the most unbelievable movies ever. I mean, I know when it came out, we were – I don't think you can describe how excited we were. Yeah, I saw it in theaters like three times. Yeah. I think, honestly, I think, so what happened is, is we watched, I used to do Stallone-a-thons for when the Expendables came out. And I did Stallone-a-thons for the second two Expendables. And the first one I watched had been in, in Tennessee, I think, right? It's 2010, the first one. Oh, 2010? No, I was out here. Yeah. I did a Stallone-a-thon. That's right. That's what I thought. Because I blacked out, and I don't remember the movie at all the first time I went. So we woke up. I had a Stallone-a-thon. Yeah, because you guys watched 10 Stallone movies before you went to the theater. I know. I had. I did a 24-hour Stallone-a-thon. So I got a keg and a bunch of bottles of whiskey, and everybody came over. We watched Stallone-a-thons. We watched Stallone movies we watched Demolition Man, Daylight, Rocky 1 and 2 the night before and passed out. And then I woke everybody up. All everybody wanted to do was go home. Everybody was so hungover. There was shit everywhere. Um, <laughs> there's a hilarious stories that happened. I fell, I fell asleep outside naked against a car, and I woke up in the morning, brought, and it was like 6 a.m. and the sun was out. And um, just literally butt naked leaning against Nick's car. Um, and then uh, 
I just put on Rambo one. Everybody's so sad. Like I cooked everybody breakfast, hung over. And then I remember putting on Rambo one and be like, all right, guys, we got to do shots every time they say fuck or goddamn it, which is the moment Brian Dennehy gets on screen. It's a million goddamn it's. <laughs> so we were all by like by noon, we were all hammered and the movie's not till like seven Oh five or some shit, seven o'clock, seven fifteen, or whenever it started. And we just watch all the Rambos get annihilated. I think there was a couple couples that broke up that night <laughs> at the theater. I don't remember the movie at all. And a few people fell asleep. Like we were, a dis- we were the worst people you've ever seen on the opening night of Expendables. <laughs> I love just go. black the fuck out screaming in the theater. I remember being so hammered. I was screaming at people that were sitting next to me, talk- like thinking I was talking to them. So we ruined everybody's experience, but I don't care. Fuck you. I love how you go. I'm pretty sure a couple of relationships. Ended. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> but that was Stallonathon one, and then we had to prepare for Stallonathon two, dude. I'm telling you, like the Stall. I don't know if you were ever out for a Stallonathon, were you? I don't think I ever was out for one of those. No. Um. I well, here's the thing. So there's been three Expendables. Yeah. The. <laughs> In production was a movie called um, Expendables, A Christmas Story, which is about um, Lloyd Christmas's brother, Lee Christmas. (laughs) And also Expendables 4 is supposedly in production. That's incredible. So there's two more Stallone-a-thons we can have. Yeah, I will definitely fly out for one of those. Or should, when they do a Lee Christmas one, Lloyd Christmas's brother, should we do a Jason Statham-a-thon and do a Homefront podcast? Because Homefront, that movie's incredible, written by Stallone. I mean, Statham has some badass movies. The Crank movies are badass. The Fast and Furious season are badass. Yeah. Transporter. Hobbs and Shaw is badass. He transports stuff. I mean, I'm telling you, have you seen Homefront? I don't know if I've Dude, seen Stallone Homefront. wrote it. It's amazing. you got to watch it tonight. Yeah, I'm going to watch it immediately. It's unbelievable. My question is, before we wrap up, Spendables 4, who would you – like to see in it who hasn't been in one of these. Um, I'm the first person. All right, so there's there's quite a few people. I'd love to see Kurt Russell. Yeah, which Kurt Russell was in Fast and the Furious in a similar role. Yeah, as like what Kurt would be, and he was awesome at it. Yeah, I'd love to see Kurt Russell in it. Uh, you know, as a main bad guy. I mean, we've gotten we've gotten some really good bad guys. I'd love to see. Uh, I mean, you know, we were talking about Carl Weathers earlier. I'd love to see him in it. Uh, I'd love to see Steven Seagal uh, play a role in one of them. Um, it, was he in Expendables 3? I don't think so. No, it was Antonio Banderas and oh, Ronda yeah, Rousey, right. which was still cool. And I liked Antonio Banderas in it, and they go back to Assassins. But, you know, I'd like to see The Rock honestly comes to mind big time. Uh, I'd love to see The Rock and The Expendables because, honestly, if we could pick anybody, it'd be The Rock. Yeah, Rock would be incredible. Mark Wahlberg would be incredible. I mean, those are big names, obviously, but... You know... I'll tell you who would be awesome, man. Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Hulk Hogan would be amazing. I mean, he already did Assault on Devil's Island 1 and 2. Those are great movies with Carl Weathers and Shannon Tweed. I would... Yeah, those are badass. God, I'd love to see the Hulk Hogan and The Rock and Kurt Russell, Seagal. I mean, who else do we got out there, you think, like? 
John Cena. Uh, yeah, John Cena would be incredible. Maybe even like Gerard Butler being the bad guy. Cause he just, yeah, Gerard Butler would be bad. Yeah, he just fought asteroids. And, uh, Liam, Liam Nielsen, like taking somebody. Yeah, Liam Neeson takes Stallone's daughter, and the because he don't do movies unless it's like a, a kidnapping. Story. Yeah, he doesn't do anything uh, like that, and he has a specific set of skills. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, I mean, if we're really thinking about just true fucking badasses, yeah, maybe throw Tank Abbott in there if he's still alive. Is Tank Abbott? <laughs> I mean, to be honest, any wrestler. Scott Steiner. Yeah, God. I mean, he's he's an expendable for sure. Yeah. Actually, not so, any wrestler. I would rather not see Goldberg in it. No. Goldberg fucking sucks. Dude. Austin did um, a better Goldberg spear in the expendables when he speared that guy into the wall. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's the wall. Yeah. fucked him up. Um, so, yeah, this movie's incredible. I want to read. I did find on IMDb, there's like people can leave reviews and I always kind of look through them because sometimes people leave hilarious shit. And this one guy, he wrote this review in 2010. So basically he went and saw it in theaters and immediately left a review. And it just says the the um, title of it says sex in the city (laughs) for man. (laughs) He goes, he goes, I laugh at many of the hate comments as what the hell did they expect? expect a romantic comedy award-winning performances deep dialogue freudian complex character study give me a break from the start you should know this is all about guns explosives and one-liners from start to finish and homage to silly 80s and 90s action flicks and simply this is exactly what you get well i never understood what women think so great about sex in the city fashion shoes what the hell's that so this is for the men and boys who will be thrilled to see their old heroes from back in the day once again kicking yeah. everybody's ass. And no, I, he goes, and no, in parentheses, he goes, and no, I can appreciate intellectual and deep movies, but it often simply comes down without yep. having the right expectations. And that's a great review. I mean, he's spot on, except for, you know, it really was, there was some great deep dialogue in this movie. He may, maybe he missed those conversations with Tool. Yeah, maybe he needs to listen to how we broke those down because those those yeah, stories from two are very podcast and be like, listen, you fucking pussy. Yeah, I'm in Anders is what his name is. You know, yeah, he's or he's one dead. of the, our Trinidad and Tobago listeners. Right. So that's it. Um, hope you enjoyed the review. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, I got those back up. I'm working on the Facebook page. Should be. Um, Facebook, yeah, pretty soon. No, next couple of weeks, the Facebook page will be done. The pandemic it did, really set it really us back did. on that it Facebook page. Um, but yeah, tell your friends if you like the show. Um, we appreciate everyone who uh, listens, and you know, there's a few people who like really ask us about yeah. it when we don't do one. So we're, we're glad you're liking them and. You know, if you have any movie suggestions, yeah, hit us up on our up. our Twitter, Instagram, um, and soon to be Facebook. And yeah, you know, what are we gonna do next? What should we yeah, do next week? I think next yeah, week we we're gonna do Point, point break. break. We're supposed to do it this week. 
I think, yeah, I'm down to do Point Break, 100%. So, guaranteed next week, uh, Point Break episode. I know that's been been on everybody's minds a lot, so. All right, so Point Break yep. next week. We'll Later. See you then. Later.